Patriots fans, you are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots Podcast. Foxborough faithful, welcome to your Brady Mountain Gives Way to the Stidham Stump Monday episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast, your daily home for news notes and analysis infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you get $10 off your first order. Patriots fans, I hope you had a great weekend. My name is Mike DeBate, your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which of course is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, your comments, and your feedback are always welcomed and appreciated. And feel free to share that feedback by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-F-P-C. And while you're out there moving around through that Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at LO underscore Patriots. Patriots fans, thank you again for starting your week here with me on the Locked On Patriots podcast. And today and all week long, we are going back to basics here on Locked On Patriots. And for the past couple of weeks, we've gotten some great insight and analysis from my colleagues across the Locked On NFL landscape. We've learned a lot about the Patriots opponents this year in both the NFC West and the AFC West. But starting today, we return to look inward at the roster and the prognosis of our own New England Patriots. And what better place to begin than with quarterback Jarrett Stidham? Barring any completely unforeseen change in direction, Jarrett looks to be the guy this year, as we've said several times here on Locked On Patriots. But what are really, truly the realistic expectations for a young quarterback that has been given the undaunting task of following the greatest who ever played the position? I and several of my colleagues in the Locked On Network and several of my guests here on Locked On Patriots have delved into what we might expect to see from Jarrett Stidham on the field. But expectations and pressure are a big part of a quarterback's success. And with all the pieces in place for Tom Brady to have a very big statistical year down in Tampa Bay, what does that mean for the expectations of Jarrett Stidham? Well, for most of you, the listeners of Locked On Patriots, and most of the level-headed Patriots fans out there, you won't draw too much comparisons between the two. You'll be behind Jarrett, and you know that he's trying the best that he can. But we all know that some narratives out there are going to be trying to pit these two against each other. For every touchdown that Tom throws, to every interception that Jarrett may throw, it's going to be fodder for the idiocy machine, and all of these talking heads will be chomping at the bit to check into the Hot Take Hotel. Well, folks, when I'm in need of the truth when it comes to Tom Brady, Jarrett Stidham, and all things Patriots quarterbacks... I go to the first line of defense. And to kick off the week here on the Locked On Patriots podcast, that's exactly what I did. My good friend Ian Glendon, the editor-in-chief of Full Press Coverage and the key crusader when it comes to all things Brady Derangement Syndrome, joins me right here on the pod. And we'll talk about the expectations on Jarrett Stidham this year. 
Who among the veterans on this offense is going to help Jarrett most with his progression? And last but certainly not least, we will both tell you why the comparisons between Jarrett Stidham and Tom Brady should stop before they even start. And I know, folks, they've started already, but let's try to contain the stupidity before it gets out of hand. But before my good friend and fellow Seinfeld and Jack Bauer aficionado joins me right here on the podcast, the Patriots did make an announcement over the weekend, and it's a fairly significant one. And it came on Friday afternoon when the Patriots announced their four preseason games had been scheduled. And throughout the month of August and into early September, the Patriots will play a game of 2-2. Two and two. They start off at home on Thursday, August 13th at 7.30 p.m. against the Detroit Lions. That's right, folks. Matt Patricia and all those expats he has stashed on that roster will come to Gillette for a little homecoming of sorts. And this will be an interesting one, folks. We'll get our first official but unofficial look at the Patriots in the post-Tom Brady era, and it really will be interesting to see if we see a lot of Jarrett Stidham in this game, or if we see next to no Jarrett Stidham in this game, preferring to rest him for the season. However, the Patriots are back at it again the following week, on Thursday, August 20th, 7.30 p.m., against the Carolina Panthers, once again in the friendly confines of Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. From there, the Patriots take to the road, and on Thursday, August 27th, at 7.30, they will travel to the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, PA, and a date with the Eagles at Lincoln Financial Field. And as always, the Patriots wrap up their preseason with a date with the New York football giants at MetLife Stadium in the Meadowlands on Thursday, September 3rd with a start time of 7 p.m. So if Elton John once said Saturday night's all right for fighting, looks like Thursday night's all right for Patriots preseason football as all of their games will be taking place on a Thursday. And again, folks, one of the biggest preseasons for the Patriots in the last two decades. This is the first time that they haven't had an entrenched starter at the quarterback position, going all the way back to the days before Drew Bledsoe. A lot of assumptions are being made, including that of yours truly, that Jarrett Stidham will be the starter, but technically, folks, he hasn't been named to that position yet. So a lot of eyes are going to be on the Patriots. And look, they have some intriguing opponents. Right off the bat, Detroit. We know the great amount of former Patriots that are on that Detroit Lions roster. We know the Matt Patricia connection. And also, don't forget that these two teams held joint practices in Detroit last season. That was a pretty productive session for both squads. So this will be a really good way to kick things off. The Panthers have a new quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater this year. Christian McCaffrey is an explosive runner. They'll be an intriguing team to keep an eye on. Week three against Philadelphia, probably the most important. That's the quote-unquote dress rehearsal. And I think that game has the potential of looming large when it comes to the shape of this team and how it will take shape throughout the season. And then, of course, last but not least, the Patriots always close out the preseason with the New York football Giants. And that will be significant as well because the Patriots and Bill Belichick will go up against former special teams coach and new head man in New York, Joe Judge. Now, of course, folks, all of this is predicated on whether or not the season will indeed start on time. Over the weekend, we started to see some seedlings of possibilities that sports may end up coming back. Major League Baseball, the National Hockey League, both made pretty good strides in developing plans that will allow for action to return. We also heard from the NFL and that they're going to start opening up team facilities for players to be able to go in and work out, albeit with strict guidelines. If this progression continues, we might theoretically see sports return sooner rather than later. That could mean a return to action on the gridiron before we ever thought we'd see it. Dare I say, even an on-time start. I still don't think it's likely, folks, but it is a possibility. And if, in fact, the season does start on time and these games, both preseason and regular season, start as scheduled, 
the Patriots are actually very well positioned here. They have their first two games at home, and that allows them to really set their quote-unquote new normal into place before they have to go on the road and then start traveling when it comes to the regular season. That is especially significant when you talk about the Patriots starting their first new quarterback in over two decades. But will having a little more time to develop enhance the expectations on that new quarterback, whoever he may be? Likely to be Jarrett Stidham. But again, folks, we're not 100% sure. But it's a question that needs asking, and I will ask that question to my good friend and guest, Ian Glendon, today in just a moment. But first, as we all continue to adjust to our new normal, finding the energy to complete daily tasks lately is not exactly easy. And you know what else is not easy, folks? Finding a healthy, low-calorie treat that is just as delicious. Well, I've got great news for you. Your search for a protein bar that gives you everything you need and everything you want, it's over because Built Bar is that tasty treat that you've been looking for. So don't delay. Make it your go-to protein bar today. Folks, the days of having to settle for chalky aftertaste, dry, waxy protein bars, it's a thing of the past. Built Bar is so good, it's made me forget all about candy bars. The raspberry chocolate cream is one that I tried over the weekend, and folks, it really tasted like it should be served with a spoon at a fancy restaurant. 100% real chocolate, soft, easy to chew, and they're available in 16 amazing flavors like mint chocolate brownie and salted caramel chocolate, just to name a couple. But here's the best part. Built Bar is not only low-calorie and low-sugar, but also high-protein and high-fiber, and folks, bottom line, it is delicious. Built Bar has no crazy additives, half the calories of its most popular competitors, and get this, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good for you and taste that good? Well, folks, I don't know what to tell you. All I can say is Built Bar is just that good. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. That's B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com and promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first box so you too can eat healthy while indulging in a delicious treat. Again, don't delay. Make Built Bar your go-to protein bar today. Patriots fans, my guest today is a great friend to Locked On Patriots, but he's a better friend and a colleague to me. He continues to tirelessly fight the good fight for logic and reason when it comes to all things related to Tom Brady and the connection he will always have here in New England. And that's why he's still here, folks. But might his defense of the Tom Brady wall include some help on that Stidham stump? Well, we'll ask him that very question today. He is the editor-in-chief of Full Press Coverage and the host of a plethora of shows on Full Press Radio and the latest and possibly greatest member of the new Buccaneers beat. He is my esteemed colleague, my best good friend, Ian Glendon joins us today. Ian, hello. <laughs> la, la, la. You, you know, buddy, there, there's a lot of things that, that endear you to me, but uh, the use of alliteration and the fact that you came up with Stidham Stump, I, I like that. That, that. that brought a smile to my face early on. It is pretty good. You know, I like the play on words. I love my alliteration. I really do. And then the listeners here on Locked On Patriots tend to enjoy it. But uh, I know you recognize that. You were the first to recognize that in me. And because of that, I have the microphone here today on Locked On Patriots. And I'll never, ever be able to thank you enough for it. Seriously, that comes from the heart. And it's always a pleasure to have you here on Locked On Patriots. And Ian, we're almost a month removed from the 2020 NFL draft. Hard to believe, I know. Time is kind of an illusion right now. Nobody really knows what's going on from day to day. But barring any drastic changes in philosophy and direction, 
your New England Patriots, my New England Patriots, our New England Patriots, are apparently quite content to roll with Jarrett Stidham as their quarterback, at least for 2020. And in your analysis, as have I, you've been vocal that this is the smart course of action. You know what you have in Jarrett Stidham. You don't really know what you're getting in those other options, even highly skilled options like Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, and even the draft options that they passed on like Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts, Jake Fromm, Jacob Eason, and others. Ian, you study quarterback play with the best of them, and you know as well as I do that one of the biggest keys to a young quarterback's development is timing and familiarity. The best way to achieve that is with regular practice, and I've long feared that training camps would be eliminated this year, and to me, I think that would make Jarrett's progression in this offense that much tougher. But over the weekend, we started to get some indications that camps could open sooner rather than later, and even, dare we say, might open up on time. In your estimation... Could a full training camp and preparation schedule enhance the forecast on Jared Stidham's performance in the upcoming season? No, I, it definitely can help. I, I don't think um, it, it's, you know, he, they're going to need that just to gel as a team, just just as any team needs to gel uh, during training camp. Obviously, Jared's coming into it with uh, knowing that he is the, the starting quarterback, so there, there takes on a little bit uh, a different approach from his standpoint. But... Um, I, I think it's just more important just to to continue the progression as opposed to uh, advancing any sort of progression because I think Stidham's going to advance the way he's supposed to advance or the way he's going to. Um, I don't think having the training camp's going to make that any better because again we 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 kind of know what we have in him. I mean, if the, if you know what I mean, if that makes sense, I might have just confused the audience and tuned everyone out there because the answer was kind of <laughs> no. We're following you. No, I, I, I'm just I'm saying like uh, may, maybe I'm just uh, uh, again I'm not. Training camp is very important, and of course, you want to have, especially with uh, Jarrett Sinem taking over the team for the first time, um, you want to have that uh, um, consistency and that ability to train and, and familiarize yourself with your teammates. So I'm saying it's definitely uh, important in that sense, and I, I don't think it's uh, would help him or them as a team if it doesn't happen. However, if it you know if it does go on according to plan i, I don't think it, it's going to uh, progress jared stidham any further than where he is now i think it's going to take some time for that stump to eventually hopefully turn into a statue uh you know maybe in 15 20 years from now so i think it's going to be a slow growth rate i don't think this is something we should expect uh to to uh, uh, uh become something overnight um you know again he's a young kid we got we got to temper our expectations as to what is a successful season. Is the playoffs successful? Absolutely. Um, is a run to the Super Bowl? Of, of course it is. But maybe just making the playoffs and maybe winning the division for you know for for yet another year is is what would define a very successful season for this Patriots team, as uh, Jared Stidham you know learns his way. And and again, I think it's going to need training camp, but most importantly, I think it's going to take the entire season. So I guess that's what my point was getting at was <laughs> the, the existence of training camp is important, but uh, we're, we're not going to really see any sort of massive growth from Jared Sidham uh, in training camp. It's going to have to come through an entire season and, and, and evaluation uh, from, from week one to week 17. And hopefully, Hey, hopefully week 21, if we're lucky. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, and Patriots fans have been very lucky in that regard. It really has been a situation where I think a lot of fans and even media alike expect the Patriots to be in the thick of things every single year. And this year, for the first time, 
I think there's a little bit of public wavering in that some people are really concerned as to whether or not the Pats are going to be able to be either in contention or at the very least uh, in uh, a position to be able to put together at least a 500 season. I'm glad you made the point about not putting more expectations on Jarrett just because he has more time to develop um, in training camp. This was something that I stated. I kind of skirted around it last week when we had some of the crossovers here on Locked On Patriots. And I think my point was a little bit taken maybe out of context in saying that, oh, well, if he has more time to develop, then he'll be able to be much better than he would if he didn't have it. That's not necessarily what I was saying, but what that allows Jarrett to do is be able to find his timing and his rhythm in this offense and maybe get a little bit more familiarity with some of the members that he'll be throwing the ball to. We'll get to that in just a second, but mostly it's the synergy and the ability to gel with the offensive line. And I've been saying right along here on Locked On Patriots that Jarrett can make the throws when he has the time to make them. The biggest transition that Patriots fans are going to see this year is you're going from a quarterback in Tom Brady that was so good at being able to get the ball out of his hands quickly accurately and knowing when to take a sack when not to his decision making was off the charts great one of the greatest in the game to ever do it in our opinion he was the greatest in the game and still is at doing that but in a lot of respects I think that's going to be where people are going to see the change between Tom Brady and Jared Stidham right away that actually leads me quite nicely into my next question my friend and on the pod I've been talking a lot about Jarrett's ability to utilize the younger players on this roster this year. Guys like Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers, even the new draftee tight ends like Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene. But by my own admission, I haven't really delved into the impact that veteran receivers are going to have on the offense this year. And seeing as you are a veteran expert, <laughs> I thought this would be a good time to do that. Julian Edelman is the star of this group without question. But in my opinion, I think Mohamed Sanu has a shot to make an impact this year. We heard Mike Giardi of the NFL Network say that Sanu is healthy. He's ready to go after his offseason ankle surgery. Do you believe that the Patriots should be optimistic about Sanu? And do you believe that both he and Edelman can give Jarrett Stidham that extra push that he'll need this year because he's such a young quarterback leading an uncertain offense? No, absolutely. And and I think even last year uh, when we talked about it, uh, we even said a lot of these issues from these offensive players were injury related or, or just lack of uh, familiarity. Uh, Nikhil Harry, I mean, just because we would consider his season, I'm not going to call it poor because, again, it was heavily shortened by a by an injury and early on and that that's going to hurt a young player regardless. So I'm not going to sit here and say it was a poor season, but it was certainly not to the standard that we had hoped and same with Sanu he came in uh had a great uh game I, I can't remember which game it was again but you know it was it 10 catches something like that but then you know the high ankle sprain slowed him down and we saw that production fall off drastically and that doesn't mean he's a bad receiver I still like that they made that move to to get him at the time I thought it was it was taking the steps necessary and, and going after a player that was available now you can sit here and say oh they should have went after Emmanuel Sanders or you know this that and the other but you know Muhammad Sanu is a good player it just didn't work out last year and that's you know, that's the unfortunate nature of it. However, he's a veteran player who's going to come in and compliment Julian Edelman well. And if he's healthy and in a full offseason in this offense, um, you know, he can he can play a vital role for a guy like Sidham who's going to need some of that veteran talent to offset, you know, some of the younger guys on here. But in the same breath, a guy like Jacoby Myers might see his stock 
rise significantly given his already uh, familiar uh, uh, relationship with Stidham having been, uh, you know, backups and, and playing a lot of the second and third team reps uh, last year. So, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. But I, I, I do um, have a lot of high expectations or a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of high hopes for Mohamed Sanu in this offense. I thank you for saying that, bud, because you know what? It makes me feel a little smarter than I truly am. No, folks, I'm just kidding. Uh, in any case, I do think Sanu can have a pretty big year for the Patriots this year. A full year to prepare, learn the playbook is big in a Patriots offense, and let's face it, not everybody can do it. But the most important thing is his health, and you touched quite nicely on this. According to Giardi's report, he's healthy, he's ready to go. The surgery was successful, and if you look at Sanu's numbers prior to the ankle injury against Philadelphia, he was putting up some pretty good stats. It actually looked like this acquisition was going to pay off and pay off big time. He never quite lived up to it, and I think it's because he was really hurting. So in a lot of ways, folks, give Mohamed Sanu a chance. I know he wasn't quite the prolific member of this offense that we expected him to be last year, but I think that can change. Even though it's going to be Jared Stidham throwing on the ball this year rather than Tom Brady, Sanu can rise above that because he's a savvy veteran. In a lot of ways, he's kind of in that same mold as Julian Edelman albeit not as productive and probably not as popular in this offense. But people forget that Sanu's been in the league for a number of years. He's played in the biggest of the big games. So the moment's not going to be too big for him. And to me, that's what Jared Stidham needs the most. He needs guys that can come in, know their role, and do their job. How do you like that? You like that pun there? You know what? I'll take full credit for that Dwayne The Rock Johnson reference. Anyone who's ever listened to Ian and I when we share the microphone together knows we love our wrestling quotes, but I digress, bud. In my opinion, Sanu is a guy that you need to have in the fold this year. I think Julian Edelman, believe it or not, is actually going to be seeing a lot of double teams, a lot of triple teams. I think you're going to see teams focus in and try to take him away as a potential weapon for Jarrett Stidham. That could open things up for Sanu. And if he's healthy and can get open, this is a guy that can make catches in the slot. He could slot into the outside if he needs to on occasion. I'd like to see him work a little bit harder on trying to get some yards after the catch, maybe move the sticks a little bit, reach for those first downs. But ultimately, this is not a guy I would cut this year. I know a lot of people are mentioning Sanu as a potential roster cut in order to save salary cap space. I understand it's an easy way to do it, but as I said last week here on Locked On Patriots, I think a lot of people are forgetting that the Patriots gave up a second round pick to get Sanu. That's valuable draft capital. Don't forget, that's a second rounder that would have been a second rounder in this year's draft. So because of that, I think the Patriots are going to see the value in what they gave up to get Sanu, keep him around at least for one more year, see what he can do about helping Jarrett Stidham. And I think in order to free up that cap space that they're going to need, I think they're going to make other moves at other positions. Ian, great stuff as always. But you didn't think I'd welcome you to the pod today, buddy, and not talk a little Brady Gronk reunion down in Tampa now, did you? <laughs> in just a moment, we will talk some Pats and Bucks and what each team's success might mean for the other. This and more with Ian Glendon of Full Press Coverage when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Pats fans, my good friend and colleague Ian Glendon is my guest today on Locked On Patriots. And, buddy, when we last spoke here on Locked On, Tom Brady was already a Buccaneer, but he lacked some familiar faces in his arsenal as well. Well, he has one now, and Rob Gronkowski is pretty familiar to Tom. And that, to me, makes what promises to be an already productive season for Tom even more productive. And you and I both know very well that it should not be this way, but it will. <laughs> Every touchdown that Tom throws will be used as a salvo toward Bill Belichick and the Patriots, and the same is true on the other side. If Bill has success, the argument will be, see, he didn't need Tom. Brady was just, quote-unquote, the system quarterback. 
and I know I raised your ire just by saying that <laughs> a little bit, and I'm glad I did, because we want the angry Ian today. <laughs> um, when you walk the line of sanity very, very well, and f- trust me, folks, this is not an easy task when you look at some of the people my good friend interacts with on a daily basis. Let me ask you, do you believe, as I do, that the success or even lack thereof of both sides should remain mutually exclusive? Oh, absolutely. Um, first off, anyone saying that uh, we'll find out now about Tom Brady is just, it's, that's foolish. If, <laughs> if you haven't figured out who Tom Brady is over the last 20 years, then you're, you're looking for an answer that's just not there. Um, when it comes to being a fan, you know, I understand the, the, the folks out there that are saying, okay, you know, it's, it's Patriots and that's it. I'm not going to root for Tom. I'm not going to root for the Bucks. That's, that's fine. That's your prerogative. And, and I think for, for the opposite side, the, the ones that can sit there and, and again, separate the two, because it is a little bit easier given that he's one in the NFC, <coughs> excuse me, one in the NFC and two with a team that you don't really have a history with, uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, with the Patriots, I mean, the Patriots and Bucks, it's like there's nothing there. There's no friction. There's no tension. There's really no history. So you don't have that emotional um, uh, attachment or emotional uh, uh, tear uh, when it comes to trying to figure out what, you know, what to do. So it, to me, it just it, it shouldn't matter. Um, in my opinion, and I've said this before, I hope the Patriots play the Bucks in the Super Bowl and the Patriots win 55 to 54. Um, it just I mean, just because I. I'm, of course, a, a Patriots fan, but at the same time, I want to see Tom Brady go out there and and make all those silly narratives that we kind of joke on and give no credibility. And, and the people that that say them just look foolish because, like, what are they going to say? Like, so here's the thing. If you're a Patriots fan and if you have, like, again, any sort of uh, I mean, again, some people are completely distant, distancing themselves from Brady. And I get that. But if you're someone who, who who is struggling, just think of it this way. All the folks out there that say, oh, Brady only won with Belichick. Brady only did this. He he can't do it without that. He wins in the AFC least, quote unquote. Um, he's going to go to a team that has six playoff wins in their franchise history since 1976. He's going to go to a team that hasn't won a playoff game since the season after Tom Brady and the Patriots won Super Bowl 36. So he can go in and, and win that division turn around a team that's under 500 and do so while completely shattering every dumb narrative that still exists about what he isn't as a quarterback or who he isn't as good as it's so to me i that's what i look at so regardless he could go out there he could have a great season which i do think he will have um he has some of the best talent around him and then you add in rob gronkowski uh you're looking at what i think could potentially be an mvp type season will he win the mvp who knows but the numbers will be there i think you're going to see a quick turnaround from what we saw last year and again these this idea that he is uh falling off because of age will now all of a sudden go away because well you can't fall off because of age and then fall back on because of age you know what I'm saying? Like you can, like to me, it, it was always about the situation around him, and it wasn't him losing any sort of physical ability because of age. So to me, going down into Tampa, admittedly being a better situation for him offensively. I mean, how can you argue um, the talent around him? Um, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Uh, you add in obviously Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, Cameron Braid. I mean, the list goes on. You. It, it, 
Tyler Johnson, <laughs> the, the rookie they drafted, is a is a under the radar type of guy who could really thrive in this offense with Brady. And and so a, a, again, you there the two success of of the success of the Patriots is the success of the Bucks. The, the unsuccess of both of them, and neither should should matter. Um, this does nothing to to uh, hurt Brady in the long run. Um, you know, maybe Belichick can go out and, and win a division, and, and again, he'll that'll be the third team he won a division at, uh, as a head coach. So to me, it just it shouldn't matter. And at the end of the day, you know what, Jared Stidham could just be a pretty good quarterback on his own. So it, it should have no impact on who Tom Brady is, who Bill Belichick is. Well. Mostly Tom Brady. I mean, this idea that Jared Siddham will go in, play well, and then all of a sudden Tom Brady's a system quarterback, that doesn't make sense. Jared Siddham could just be a good quarterback. The Patriots have drafted good quarterbacks. Um, have they drafted uh, franchise starters all the time? No, because they haven't had to. But think about the quarterbacks that they have drafted. Brian Hoyer, he, he's still in the league. Matt Castle, all the things you want to say about Matt Castle. Guess what? <laughs> he had a pretty lengthy career as a pretty solid backup in this league. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo just went to the Super Bowl. Jacoby Brissett. Um, you know, the list goes on. I mean, hell, even Ryan Mallett got a contract with Houston. But then again, <laughs> let's, let's not throw him into that mix because it might. <laughs> look, first, I think, we'll, yeah, I think we'll leave it right there when it comes to Ryan Mallett. Uh, look, for all intents and purposes, folks, he really wasn't that bad when he was in New England. But uh, we want to maintain our clean rating, so let's just leave it at that. Your argument on the Brady take, especially the asinine one about people saying, well, this year is a year we're finally going to learn what Brady's made out of. Yeah, you know what Tom Brady is made out of, folks? Six Super Bowl championships, four Super Bowl MVPs, Three NFL MVPs, 14-time Pro Bowler, has led the league in passing yards, passer rating, NFL completion percentage. You name it, the guy's done it all. That's Tom Brady's legacy. It's cemented. It's indelible. And frankly, I don't care what he does out in Tampa Bay this year or next or however long he plays. To me, his legacy is intact, and it'll never be challenged. He's the greatest of all time. And in my opinion, and I know you agree with me, he always will be. But I think you make a great point. Tom has the offensive pieces in place to be able to put up monster numbers this year. Maybe one of the biggest offensive years he's ever had. You mentioned the talent he's got around him between Godwin, Evans, Gronk, Howard, Brait. He's got a pretty decent running game, which I think he'll utilize, but Tom's not predicated on the running game. He's got the weapons this year to be able to show he's got a lot left in the tank when it comes to the passing game. I fully expect that, especially in a Bruce Arians run offense. Tom's going to put up his numbers. Where this goes off the rails is when the arguments will start to come back, like we said, about, oh, well, Tom's having a great season down in Tampa Bay and the Patriots are struggling. That means Brady was more responsible for the dynasty. That puts pressure on Belichick, but quite honestly, I'm not worried about the pressure on Bill Belichick. He's endured pressure that I'll never know. None of us will ever know. He can handle it. He's been in this game a long time. I'm not worried about Bill Belichick cracking under the pressure. However, we're not quite sure what Jared Stidham is made out of in that department yet. By all indications, I've talked to people that have covered him at Auburn. I've talked to people that have covered him at Baylor. I've talked to people connected with the team that believe that Jared Stidham has the poise necessary to be a big-time player in this league. I believe that, but until he hits the field, we're just not going to know for sure. If Tom begins the season putting up monster, ungodly numbers down in Tampa Bay, you're going to see a groundswell among the media mostly on a national level, but you're going to see some local guys dip into it too about how the Patriots made the wrong decision. Jarrett Stidham is not the answer at quarterback. When are we going to see Cam Newton over here? Are they going to tank for Trevor now? When are they going to trade for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson or whoever the hot name happens to be out there? 
is it fair to expect a second-year quarterback who probably didn't expect to start this quickly in his career? I'm not saying he's not ready for it, folks, but it's a little unfair to put those types of expectations and then that unnecessary pressure on the shoulders of a young quarterback that's trying to do the best he can to carve out his legacy. That's why my expectations for the Patriots this year really don't rest so much on what Jarrett Stidham is going to provide for them, but how much they're going to get out of their defense. How much are they going to get out of their running game? How much are the tight ends and wide receivers going to be able to get open for those crisp, accurate passes that's going to allow Jarrett to move the ball down the field? A lot of Patriots analysts, myself included, were all saying that we're going to see a return to that early 2000-2001 type Patriots offense. I think that's a pretty good comparison. I think you're going to see them rely a lot on the defense. You saw them make moves this year in the draft that I think solidify that defense, bringing in younger guys like Kyle Duggar, Josh Uche bringing in some solid free agent depth pieces like Brandon Copeland from the Jets and Adrian Phillips from the Chargers. These are the types of moves that we saw the Patriots make when they were trying to reestablish themselves. So again, my friend, huge surprise, I know, but we're like-minded. These two teams, the successes that they have, especially the two quarterbacks in Tom Brady and Jared Stidham, their successes should be mutually exclusive. They shouldn't be compared but you know they're going to be. So, folks, when you see those comparisons pop up this year, just take them in stride. Don't put any stock into them. They don't deserve any stock. All it is is just to drive either ratings or clicks to a website or to feed into that old adage that any publicity is good publicity, even if it's dumb publicity. Buddy, what can I say? You are a great man, a great friend. I always appreciate your candor, your insight, and your appearances here on Locked On Patriots. Folks, Follow this man on Twitter, I-G-L-E-N 31. Find his great work at fullpresscoverage.com. Analysis, opinions, much, much more. He's been doing some great work as of late on the Buccaneers page. Also, you can listen to him on the Full Press Buccaneers podcast. And if you like listening to what Ian and I have to say... Well, I'll kind of question your mental health on that. But in any case, folks, you can catch Ian and I every single morning, Monday through Friday, on the Full Press Radio Network on FPC Radio Live all-encompassing pop culture sports. We tackle it all, and I am honored to share the microphone with this gentleman every single day. Also, if you're a hockey fan, he and our good mutual friend Chris Blackie put on a great show, the Big Bad Bruins podcast. Be sure to check that out. Great listen, folks. Highly recommended. My friend, my brother-in-arms, thank you for joining me today. Always an honor. Always a pleasure. Always. And uh, you know me, I'll always come on if you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we will keep having you back because, again, you bring the wisdom in council. And quite honestly, buddy, we want you on that wall. We (laughs) need you on that wall because you keep us all sane and you keep us all on an even keel. And here in Patriots Nation, not exactly an easy thing to do. So we appreciate you. And again, always have a welcome seat here on Locked On Patriots. Thanks for all you do. And this was a blast as always, buddy. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. And with that, Patriots fans, I hope Ian Glendon and I were able to convince you at least part of the way to stop the unnecessary comparisons between Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Jarrett Stidham and the New England Patriots before they start and create mass hysteria. And yes, folks, if you picked up on the play on words, I did mean hysteria in the state of Massachusetts. Okay, bad joke, I know. But tomorrow here on Locked On Patriots is going to be a very special day because I will not be putting a guest on the hot seat. No, you'll be putting me on the hot seat. Yes, you, the great listeners here on Locked On Patriots, 
have been given the mission, should you choose to accept it, to send me all of your Patriots-related questions for tomorrow's episode of Trending Tuesday. That's right, the mailbag is open, and I cannot wait to delve into all of the great questions that you submit and hope to give you at least a little more insight on what to expect from your six-time Super Bowl champions when they take the field in 2020. So to be sure not to miss tomorrow's episode or any episode of Locked On Patriots, please be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and don't forget, you can always listen to Locked On Patriots right on your own smart device. How do you do that? Very simple. Simply ask it to play the latest episode of Locked On Patriots. And if you've enjoyed today's podcast, now ask your smart device to play the latest episode of Locked On NFL. Once again, I am Mike DeBate. I thank my good friend Ian Glendon for his time, his insight, and his appearance today. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and for staying locked in to Locked On Patriots. Stay safe, stay well, have a great day, everyone.